Ten years ago, on the night of October 31st, a small Midwestern town fell victim to an escaped killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. And Halloween has never been the same. Uh, yeah, it's, uh... It's a solid three hours between the two of them. And we are live. Uh, Welcome to podcast part three, the part three podcast. Uh, We're back, still stuck in the Halloween franchise uh, for part two of what will be a three part series, fittingly. Uh, Thank you to everyone that will listen to our uh, inaugural episode. And... uh, you know, uh, thanks for bearing with us as we sort of figure things out. You know, we're figuring out how to edit and talk into mics and interact with human beings uh, after years of being away from all of that. So uh, we are back. I am Sam Charrington. And I'm Will Morey. That's Will Morey. Uh, and we are going to talk today about the other Halloween threes, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and Halloween H2O, 20 years later. Only this time, Halloween 1 and 2, they actually matter. (laughs) Yeah, this time, all the characters that you knew about from the original movies are, uh, well, they're all dead. But, well, in Halloween 4, anyway, they're all dead. (laughs) They're not not all dead. (laughs) Loomis is, uh, he's loose. I I should, I should, I stand corrected. Loomis is still alive. And uh, trying desperately to kill Michael Myers in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Don't go to Haddonfield, Michael. <laughs> man, Pleasance just cranks it up to 11 on a dime, man. Oh, no. I, I, I unabashedly love Donald Pleasance uh, in, in this era of, of the Halloween movies. He is playing to the cheap seats. And I think, honestly, you kind of need him. In these in this franchise, like we'll yeah. get to Halloween Kills uh, next next time, but every line in Halloween Kills would be so much better if if Donald Pleasance were saying it. <laughs> like I, I will, I know you haven't seen it yet, uh, uh, but I've seen it, and the line "Evil dies tonight" is uttered so many times, and all you want to do is hear him say "Evil dies tonight." Yeah, you kind of want his, like, scream or when he starts in, like, a quiet register. Evil dies tonight! <laughs> yeah. You gotta blow out the mic there at the end. It's, it's... So Halloween 4, a uh, little backstory. It's It came out in 1988. Uh, after Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, uh, was not a box office success, uh... John Carpenter and Deborah Hill walked away from the franchise. Uh, weren't involved again uh for, until recently uh and it all fell to uh Trancus International the production company Mustafa Akkad's company and Mustafa and then his son Malik Akkad have been kind of the custodians of this franchise for its entirety so you can kind of say that like they're the ones that that have steered it through its many different continuities and different distributors over the years and so Halloween 4 like the title says, was just bringing Michael Myers back. It's it's this is the Force Awakens of the uh, uh, Halloween franchise. It's it's the soft reboot. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty correct in the way that it it, it shakes out. It felt very much like a modern studio, like a modern franchise reboot. Uh, this this watch for me. Yeah, it, it's it's so it's it's ten years after the original Halloween takes place. In the interim, Lori. Stroh, Jamie Lee Curtis, got married, had a child, and uh, she and her husband died in a car accident. So she's gone, leaving only promotional photos behind. <laughs> and it's shortly before the movie begins because her her orphan, now orphan daughter, has moved in with, uh, has been adopted by this other family. Yes, right? adopted yeah. or foster, foster family. Or fosters, maybe. something like that. But something the- like that. It wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't like a sad foster situation or even like a, you know, an angels in the outfield uh, situation. (laughs) It seemed like she's pretty well settled. Yeah. Still in uh, her hometown. Um, And uh, I would say that 
that character, the character's name is Jamie, Jamie uh, Lloyd, uh, played by Danielle Harris, who in, I think, one of the best child actor performances in a movie. Like, this movie works because of Danielle Harris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and particularly later on in the movie, some of the the moments where she really has to, like, emote pure terror. She's just great. She's really yeah. good in that, that, kind of, that kind of stuff. I just, I wish the movie around her was just a little bit more interesting. <laughs> it's just, just a little tightened up, I would say. It's, it's, yeah. it, when it, when it's good, I think this is, dances with being the best Halloween sequel. Like, yeah, there are some moments, the opening credits are great. Like, just the, just shots of, like, daylight shots of, like, Halloween farm equipment, essentially. Right. <laughs> <laughs> selling it short, but it's, it's just, it's, there, there's, there's moments where it's, it's really on point. And then, then there's just some stuff that really drags. Well, I mean, it's just, like, all the character interactions all just feels just, like, never-ending small talk and i know that that's kind of by design because that's kind of what the original halloween is like but i just i didn't care about any of these people and they just just kept talking about nothing it was the first one i'd say that felt like scripty like it felt like like as we're both writers it felt like you know there were quips and exposition and they're like boxes that they had to check like you've yeah. got to, you know, you, you got to have the weird guard with the with the tooth at the <laughs> asylum that gives the uh, like the exposition recap dump because Jesus ain't have... got nothing to do with this place. Yeah. You never forget the faces. <laughs> it's because also we have to explain why uh, Michael and Loomis aren't dead after being firmly killed in right. uh, Halloween Two. It's there to quote. It's it's an Austin Powers situation. It's they're still alive, <laughs> only they're very badly burned. Right. It's uh, yeah. Like so, it is very much. It's a. It's Halloween. Michael's back, and he's going after his closest living, only living relative. This is the era of Michael trying to kill the Myers bloodline. <laughs> for reasons well is it ever explained in the later movies i can't remember uh it is explained they yeah the the thing and this this i think this leads into the problem with michael myers and i i noticed this problem with both this movie and halloween h2o because they both have fantastic endings both of the, like yeah. this movie has a great ending. Halloween H2O has a great ending and the uh, sequels immediately after them both backtrack on all of it to bring back Michael Myers. And the problem I think with Michael Myers is he's such a one note character like right. compared to like the other slashers. Freddy Krueger is, you know, he's pl- he's an actual person. He's got a personality. He's got jokes. He lives in a fantasy world. You have Robert Englund playing him. Well, and there are there are rules to Freddy too that you can you can play with, you know. Yeah. Where whereas Michael Myers half the time in the sequels anyway, because in the first movie it doesn't really matter, but in the yeah. sequels you're kind of like why is he doing this? <laughs> exactly. That and that's exactly my point cuz like people didn't like that when they establish in part 2 that he's Laurie's sister, uh, Laurie's brother. And when they undid that, they still then in like Halloween 2018, they still had to bend over backwards to explain why he and Laurie would even cross paths. Right. You know, it's it's it, it, it the, and like I think that it's, you know, compared to something like Jason, Jason has a backstory and an origin and there are rules with Jason even though it changes all over the place it's like if you don't go to Crystal Lake you're gonna be fine Jason's not gonna come get you (laughs) you don't you don't go to Texas Leatherface isn't gonna come get you you know Michael it's scary in in single movies for him to be this force of of evil and death but you can't stretch that out without trying to explain it and there is no explanation better than there's no explanation that's better than no explanation at all right but no explanation at all 
isn't sustainable for 13 movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's sort of the problem. And it's it's like the Jaws sequels where they sort of bend over backwards to explain why the sharks are trying to kill people. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Just, and know. this is even tougher because it's the same shark every time. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, the, both both this and H2O, like, this sets up at the end of the movie that Daniel Harris is going to be the new killer. Like, right. Michael's evil has pat, been passed on. H2O, in one of the original drafts, was going to have a copycat killer in it. Uh, and we'll get to H2O and how it's how it's also very much of the Scream era of, of horror movies. Well, it, it's actually kind of the two, Halloween 4 and H2O, are sort of kind of uh, similar in the way because a- Halloween 4 is aping so many of the slasher movies that Halloween inspired, and then you get to H2O, which is aping Scream, uh, you know, at the time. So they're trying to, like, cash in on the trend that almost that the original Halloween sort of created. And like I want, I I I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because I have a lot of notes on Halloween Four, such as, uh, <laughs> you know, as usual, ones I don't remember why. Uh, like, oh, uh, mom, do you want an oinker for a daughter? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Uh, you can't kill damnation; it won't die like a man does. That that was one of my favorite lines. Yeah, the weird, the... the weird guy guy who gives Loomis a ride. I liked that scene actually because um, a it's he, the Reverend is played by like one of he's like that guy. He's yeah. been in everything. He's the old rich husband in Best in Show. That's right. Uh, he's he's in Wedding Singer. He's at the bar and Wedding Singer. He's you rip your heart out of your ass. <laughs> like he's he's great but i also like there's that little moment at the end of that scene where he's just starts singing and loomis just kind of gives a little smile because he's like this guy gets it like i feel like i'm with someone who finally gets it yeah (laughs) like who's as crazy as i am there but yeah loomis in addition to daniel harris loomis this is like what i would call like the loomis era the donald pleasance era of the franchise where jamie lee curtis is gone and Donald Pleasance is the legacy actor from the original. And his he's hamming it up. This one, oh, and boy. even more so in Halloween 5. Uh, but I'd say it's kind of... A, he's kind of an essential character to balance both Daniel Harris, who's very grounded and very realistic, and to balance Michael, who is such a non-entity. Right. Like, not in like a good and a bad way. He's the one that you, you is telling you because he's right. Everything he says, he's a crazy like burn victim with a limp who is screaming about this, like, you know, he's evil on two legs, you know, nonsense, <laughs> but he's absolutely right. And then he has these moments where he brings it down. He brings the energy down and he give he's like really effective there's that scene in the diner where he confronts Michael and he has that line where he's like, if, if you want another victim, take me, leave right, those people yeah. alone. Like there's some really good moments like that. Uh, well, when he catches up with uh, Daniel Harris, when she's running after she thinks uh, Rachel has died, she, he runs into he runs into her and he's like, she's just like, I want to go home. And he's like, no, 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 where's the schoolhouse? But he seemed he's so like warm and genuine with her. Yeah. Which is just so like at odds with his like just eating the scenery around his him yeah. his performance. And I think him and Daniel Harris make this movie work and get you past the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis has died off screen. It, it would feel like Alien 3 if not right. for those two performances, it would feel like yeah. a betrayal. Yeah, I think that's 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 a really good point. Um, and I think I think my problems with the movie are more that just like not a lot happened. It's kind of like Halloween three in that way, like not a lot had not a lot. Happens yeah, it's until a lot everything of, happens. A lot of dead air, but it's it's very much it hits all the like slasher movie cliches oh, yeah. and all the cliches of a Halloween, any movie about the holiday Halloween. Like, yeah, it's. When you were growing up, and and you're much older than me, like two years older than me, <laughs> uh, did like was there ever that thing of like all the parents are going to the adult party and the kids are just left to their own devices? 
I feel like that was a vestige of some of like a uh, the generation before us uh, because there's like a bunch of movies that I can think of that I grew up that had that. But I, my parents never went to a Halloween party for adults. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, no that it, it's such a device. I like Hocus Pocus does it. Hocus too. Pocus is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, and like I can think of a few others like that. Like it's certainly did like, Ernest Scared Stupid do something like that? Like I feel like those types of family movies in particular kind of played on that trope. Well, I have to confess, <laughs> I've never seen Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh. Is it the third one in the franchise? Because we can add it to the list. It's um. Like, the characters are all good in this. They're all smart. Like, the sheriff uh, believes Loomis pretty quickly. Like, the even the mob, the like at the the drunken mob at the end is, like, very, like, when, when they're like, we have to get out of town. And it's like, and they're that like, sounds oh, sensible to me. Yeah, Leave him to the cops. Right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's none of that uh, horror movie cliche where everyone's like, you're full of crap crazy old person with a cane everyone's like oh no you you, you know what you're yeah. talking about no, we got to deal with this <laughs> it's which you get more of in uh halloween kills like you'll Probably. you'll you'll get to compare this drunken angry mob to that drunken angry mob and 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 see how they yeah. do yeah it's 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 so i have like it's it's so many of these movies work over time to justify their existence because this is a great reboot i would say as reboots go in this like soft reboots go but yeah where do you go i mean I, and I, I mean i think that that's kind of where they ended up and they're like well we'll just pass the evil on um and i think you know obviously they were kind of too gun shy to do it but i think there is a legitimate there would be a legitimate fun if Halloween five was Daniel Harris running around killing people. Yeah. Like Loomis, know, or, Loomis. Or, yeah. Yeah. Loomis like is chasing her and yeah. the cycle begineth again. Yeah. But obviously the cash cow was Michael Myers. So. Yeah. That's not, so it was, it was not what they wanted. And then they tried to explain why Michael is evil and they introduced the cult of thorn and right. That's right. And that like that's and then in Halloween th- six, they try to explain that and it just gets completely nuts. And it's yeah. All I remember about Halloween six is Paul Rudd narrating something about being a cultist. And, and I I don't remember much else. But... Yeah, it's 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 him. You've got like a, a Howard Stern esque radio host. That was the fr- right. like that one is also very much a product of 1995. It's... Right. And Weinstein well, and, meddling, and and you get and Pleasance is sort of in the process of dying on screen, yeah. too. So it's so uh, and he, yeah, if you watch the producers cut, you get more of Donald Pleasance, and in that one, he's he's much more genteel. He's like uh, he's mellowed out in his old age, and it's like the movie start. That one starts with him like he's retired. He's sort of made peace with like that. Michael is dead, and. Uh, and you kind of, you kind of like him. And then at the end, uh, you know, it all goes to shit, but, uh, right. you know, that's, that movie is a podcast unto itself. Uh, <laughs> Michael hates dogs. He really does. He really hates dogs. He hates dogs. Poor Sunday. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, a, he was like a good boy. Like that was like a good, that dog could, was clearly like a real good boy. Like, <laughs> just a fluffy golden good boy and i felt terrible for him you know (laughs) oh and back to the um i just i'm flipping through my notes back to donald pleasance being genuine and warm one line that stuck out to me is they've survived this ordeal they'll survive its memory yeah and then that right after that no no Everyone's reactions on the staircase in that final shot are great because the Michael Donald Pleasance sensibly the only character in this entire franchise that is just like shoot the killer in the head, <laughs> try as he might. He goes to shoot Jamie. The sheriff stops him, but then the sheriff looks and it's like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie's standing at the top of the stairs with scissors and covered in blood. Blood, and then the dad and Rachel, the sister, run in. It's just, it's so, it's so good. It's 
almost funny, but it's kind of perfect. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like funny, but also kind of super disturbing too. Yeah, it's it's a really. If you look at the ending of this movie, and the same with H two O, without the context of the movie that followed it, they're really effective endings, and I'd say for the most part, pretty effective movies as well. They're the yeah. I think the closest, and I I put Halloween twenty eighteen in this camp a little bit as well of being like the closest you get to like a nice single movie Michael Myers uh, sequel. Like it's yeah. like the most you can you can only get. Like I'd say, yeah, it, this this franchise proves you only have about three movies of gas in the tank for Michael Myers, Before and two of just yeah, yeah, and and maybe only two movies if you choose to ignore Halloween two and go straight <laughs> from Halloween to Halloween twenty eighteen. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's uh, yeah, that's the problem I think with the whole with bringing Michael Myers back if you're not gonna do I don't know something with him. I mean, this is my problem with Halloween twenty eighteen. Uh, not that it's really a, a bad movie. It just didn't really work click for me because I, I, I didn't understand why Michael Myers was doing it. And that works for your first movie to not have sort of a motivation. Um, but just having this sort of unstoppable killing machine coming back for literally no reason just because yeah. it's Halloween and he just escapes and wants to go after Jamie Lee Curtis. I, and it's, he doesn't even want to go after Jamie Lee Curtis in that he's got a. a oh, that's right. Like the, that's do, right. the doctor is like he's. Oh, it's, right. It's, right, right. It's, I forgot. It's, it's let it's let them fight. Right. Right. And unfortunately, you take away the sibling angle, and that's the truth. There's a moment in Halloween 2018 where Michael looks at J- Jamie Lee Curtis and is kind of like, "Oh, we've met before." Like he does the little <laughs> head tilt thing. Yeah. And it's it's. If you don't have the sibling angle, yeah, Michael is almost too blank a slate, which right. is why we haven't gotten to them because there's no third one. Uh, <laughs> the Rob Zombie movies. Rob Zombie, right. if you're gonna do Michael Myers, yeah, you kind of, I'm not a huge fan of those movies, but yeah, you do kind of have to just go back and start from scratch and yeah. give him like, and spend an hour and a half of the of your remake just fleshing him out yeah, yeah. G- giving the backstory before you get to halloween proper I, I haven't seen rob zombies halloween 2 but halloween 1 i found sort of annoying and it's one of those things where this is like rob zombies shtick and it sometimes works and sometimes doesn't but his whole thing of i'm going to humanize the monsters uh and then they're going to do something truly horrific and you're going to feel bad about it. Yeah, I, I it's, think it's, it was a little tough to swallow, especially when the last half, like 30, 45 minutes, whatever it is, of the first of Rob Zombie's Halloween is just a speed run of the original Halloween. <laughs> you know, if if you watched Halloween four and said, I feel like Daniel Harris wasn't brutalized enough. Halloween uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween movies are the movies for you. That's right. I forgot she's in those. Yeah, that's right. It's it, no, that's the thing. The, the Rob Zombie movies, I think certainly the first one, it's like, yeah, give me a, almost a movie's worth of like filling in that gap. The the Smith's Grove era when he's in there with Loomis trying to get to him, make that flesh that relationship out. But it's it's the problem with the Rob Zombie movies and again, it's completely whether or not you're into rob zombies style it the the parade of cameos every character is an asshole uh and halloween 2 doubles down on this triples down on this like halloween 2 is it's it's like a reverse of the devil's rejects movies in that it's like Halloween remake is Devil's Rejects, where it's kind of grounded. Halloween 2 is House of a Thousand Corpses. It's <laughs> it's just nuts. Right. And it's and it, but it is. It's like he's made Michael Myers, you know, feel like a human being to a degree. But I just don't what? know if he's the guy. I, I don't it's like I want it. I want I would want that. I just don't know if those were the movies I would have wanted. Yeah, I mean, it, it just you just run into this again. You just run into this problem of humanizing a horrible monster. And I know that like that's kind of what Rob Zombie is doing is he's like, hey, you kind of sympathize with this guy. Oh no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, yeah, 
yeah it's ru- weird ru- to do it with michael myers yeah it's a we- it's a weird one to do it with but honestly it's i think it all lends itself to there's only about three movies worth of 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 mojo you can get from michael myers and that's why this is a franchise with five continuities <laughs> that's right yeah oh man five yeah. continuities five you got oh. halloween halloween 2 halloween 4 5 6 halloween 3 is its own thing you got halloween halloween 2 h2o resurrection oh right yeah yeah halloween the rob zombie halloweens and halloween halloween 2018 halloween kills and then halloween <laughs> ends so and then presumably after that it's going to be halloween into the michael verse because you have a multiverse unto itself with these but it would all, but it would all just be a bunch of uh, people in white masks sort of staring at each other <laughs> <laughs> malcolm mcdowell meets cgi donald yeah. pleasance right you know yeah. it's it's <laughs> yeah there are more eras of michael myers than there are of godzilla and godzilla's been around since the 50s Longer, yeah that's about right <laughs> and I think that's it's it's the problem with the franchise is it's almost it wants to be have that liberating dumbness of the Friday the 13th movies where continuity doesn't really matter and the character is so stock and so cliched that you really can just kind of tell that same campfire story over and over and just with a different coat of paint um but Halloween 1978 is so damn good right. that it's like you you want to do do it justice. Right. I mean, it's it's not it's not like Friday the 13th, which was just sort of a bunch of people in the woods being like, we're going to make this slasher movie. And yeah. it just became popular. And A Nightmare on Elm Street sort of has a, it has its legacy, too. Um, you know, but it, I. I don't know. It's not as good as the original Halloween, I think. No. I mean, the original Halloween, I'd say uh I, I Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think has a similar dilemma, but Texas Chain there're way less Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies and they're spread out over way more time. <laughs> but they're also a lot weirder. Like I, yeah. mean, I haven't seen texas chainsaw massacre 2 but i know that that movie is just sort of like oh will it's just crazy it's so crazy it's it's (laughs) when we do podcast part two the part two podcast we're gonna watch halloween we're gonna watch (laughs) texas chainsaw massacre 2 for this one you'll have to settle for leatherface texas chainsaw massacre 3 starring vigo mortensen oh and is it is it is it the fourth one with the uh Matthew McConaughey? Or yes, is that... Th- that's the return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the Next Generation, depending uh, on okay. uh, which version you watch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 has, uh, it's got Viggo Mortensen and Ken Forey's in it too. So Ooh. yeah, so it's, it's pretty bad, but <laughs> more, not as bad as you'd think. Yeah, well, <laughs> heartily recommend. <laughs> so, I mean, in the last one, we talked about when you first saw. When did you first see Halloween Four? Before we move on to H two O, similar to Halloween Three, I saw this one. This was like three, four, five, and six were on encore constantly. So I think I saw this one almost all the way through. So I knew this one like pretty well. I feel like this is the sequel I maybe have seen the most. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so I think I might have a little bit more of a fondness for it. But yeah, so I've seen, I've, I, like, I knew this one. I knew the, like, this is the franchise. I think I knew that, like, oh, this is the franchise where Donald Pleasance is in a bunch of them because I knew <laughs> this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you? Did it- Well, I, I, I had seen bits and pieces of it on cable and I didn't, because when I got, when I did, had a big slasher phase right around when Scream came out, um, which we'll talk about a little later when we get to H2O. Um, uh, I I watched a bunch of the Halloween movies, but this one and five weren't available at my local blockbuster. So I think I only watched Halloween, Halloween 2, and Halloween 6. 
So I never, a, I never, what a trilogy. Yeah. I never got around to this one until way later. And I don't know if you remember this, Sam, but do you remember that one like rainy weekend when, uh, uh, Daniel, cause we were all living together at the time when Daniel was dealing with a, a, a breakup and we just decided to watch all the Halloween movies. <laughs> But we were all the Halloween sequels. No, we were alternating between the Highlanders movies. That's right. Yes, it was Highlander and Halloween. And and yes, I think we watched that. Yeah, we definitely watched four when we did that. Oh, my God. Yes, I completely blocked that memory out. The (laughs) Halloween movies when I was growing up, like when I lived in Boston, we would go to Video Smith on Harvard Street and uh, they had the horror section. So like once my dad took my sister to like, the kids section to rent Milo and Otis. Um, they, I would go to the horror section and they had all the Jason movies and all the Freddy movies. And they just had yeah. those covers that made them seem like really forbidden and edgy. But I, for whatever reason, these movies never, the Halloween movies never grabbed me the same way. I never like desired to check them out. So yeah. I got to them way later. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of the same way as a kid. Cause I'd walk through the, the horror section and the Halloween movies, the, the posters were never all that evocative. I yeah. guess it was just always like the mask and a knife or, yeah. or some variation of that. The, the nightmare on Elm street movies, I, those posters always like intrigued me to know. Yeah. Cause, Cause there was all it, sorts again, of loopy shit going on. Yeah, there's loopy shit. Freddy's on them and Freddy's yeah. just, and like, and you just knew the Friday the Thirteenth ones were like, like you're not supposed to watch these. They're sleazy. Yeah, they're sleazy. Like, yeah, like, There's yeah. they've got boobs. You know, it, it's. <laughs> well, anything you want to? Anything more you want to say about uh, Halloween Four before? No, uh, I I uh, think we move on. Much like our next movie, it's more of a soft reboot than it is a sequel. I'd say more yeah. so for this one. And I think it, for the most part, works as a movie and its shortcomings are more just pacing and and like some structural stuff. But I think it's a fun watch. If you want Donald Pleasance, if you want that era of Halloween, Donald Pleasance playing to the cheap seats, this is this is probably the best one of those. Yes, I think that's I'd say that's accurate. And the last thing I want to say is cops do it by the book. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, which brings us another 10 years into the future to 1998. It's the, it's the Clinton years. This is the Clinton years. Halloween Halloween H two O 20 years later. So this was Halloween six had come out, was distributed by the Weinsteins. That was kind of like the franchise had completely sputtered out. So they wanted initially to make Halloween seven and that was going to be direct to video. It was kind of Halloween was going to go the Hellraiser and uh, Leprechaun route. But then the 20th anniversary, 20th anniversary came along and they got Jamie Lee Curtis to come back. And then it became a real movie. And <laughs> that's where we get Halloween H2O, which very much feels like Halloween 2018, but before Halloween 2018. It's it is a tale of two different depictions of someone with post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's, it's an odd, odd duck of a movie. It came out in 98. It's, it came out two years after scream. It's got Weinstein dimension scream fingerprints all over it. Patrick Lucier, who directed, um, or edited the scream movies and would go on to direct the, my bloody Valentine remake edited this, and it's directed by Steve Miner, who did uh, Friday the 13th, part two and three. Yeah, I mean, you can tell like a lot of the DNA of the 2018 movie is in here. Like a lot of the concepts that um, particularly pertaining to Laurie that it's it sort of explored with that character are, are, I think they're in some ways better explored in the 2018 movie. I just don't think that movie is as, is as intriguing as this one. <laughs> But I, I, I honestly feel like this Lori feels like a more realistic depiction. And like, as someone, without getting into it too much, has dealt with mental health issues, it is like, yeah, you can lead a normal life and, and have a family and still like have a, just, she's on, she's clearly a, a, an alcoholic She's on a ton of medications. You know, it's it's driving a wedge between her and her son. And it also lends itself to kind of an arc in the movie because yeah. she goes from just 
uh, the first time you see her, she's in bed and she's just screaming from a nightmare. And then by the end of the movie, she's an axe wielding badass. Right. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. I mean, it's sort of turning uh, the the movie an arc of H2O is turning Laurie Strode into Sarah Connor in a way. And then in the 2018 movie, she's kind of already had that. It feels yeah, like she it's no one in the 2018 one has an arc except like Laurie's Donald Pleasance now and right. everyone just she's right and everyone else is going to find out she's right. You know, right. I don't. Yeah, this is just everything about this movie is is super 90s. You got super 90s. Like, Josh Hartnett running around. Uh, Dawson's Creek era. Michelle Williams is in it. Yeah. Uh, LL Cool J is an erotic novelist, which uh, he <laughs> honestly feel the first time you see him, he feels like one of those non sequitur characters it in does. the newer Halloween movies. Yeah. Is it is who's the other who's the kid? Uh, who's the other guy? of the foursome is it sean adam han bird oh he's my buddy that's right you you, you've met him he was at my wedding that's right he wasn't the one who got hit killed with the ice skate oh no that's joseph gordon levitt no the uh, but it wasn't joseph gordon levitt's buddy oh i don't know who that was okay all right no uh charlie uh josh hartnett's friend uh is played by adam han bird who uh prior to this people would probably know he was little man tate he was young Robin Williams in Jumanji, and he's a good friend of uh, mine and Elise's, my wife. And uh, he has um, he gets a he has some very good corpse acting in this. He's got to play dead for a protracted <laughs> sequence, and uh, it's very, some good stuff. Gets a check plus in my notes. But yes, what? Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in this, and he dies watching Plan 9 from Outer Space. That's right. That's Which right. I never noticed before this time. One of the things that I, I like about this movie, too, is they clearly don't have much of a budget, but they the setting is really clever of having sort of the, the school shut down. It gives sort of a lot of a lot of yeah. interesting set pieces and things. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's the opposite of Halloween 4, in which I think Halloween 4 had good kills but kind of a cliched setting. This one, the kills aren't as impressive, but the set pieces that are really cool. cool. Yeah. It's, it's um, the only sequel not set in Haddonfield. You don't go to Haddonfield at all in this movie. Do you, I, I didn't see Halloween Resurrection. Do you, do they go to Haddonfield in that one? Or? Oh, it's entirely set inside the Myers house. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Cause it's, it's like a reality show. It's a, it's a reality webcast. It's right. Dangertainment hosted by Buster Rhymes. <laughs> right. There's very little Halloween in this movie though. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're going to on a school trip to Yosemite on Halloween night. <laughs> Yeah, like the whole school just empties out to go to Yosemite for a, a camping trip, I assume on Halloween. There's no Halloween decorations anywhere in the school. The kids have a party and it's a Halloween party, but there's no how. I don't know. It's it's very strange because it's not like they it's not like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis banned Halloween at the school. <laughs> right. It's it's just an inch. It feels like that's like a vestige of a prior script. It definitely feels like there were like three or four different scripts that were just smashed together as it was. You the, know. And it was the same writer for all of it. Oh, like really? He had to keep writing and rewriting this script. <laughs> uh, so good on him. But yeah, I think yeah. I know that they had a bunch of different endings. Uh, they filmed stuff that was used in Resurrection, like mm -hmm. film all the stuff that shows that Michael's not really dead. You know, right, right, right. But you can tell, you can see in sort of the background, like, make it more like Scream. Make it more like Scream. Yeah. Come on, make it more like Scream. And like with like the jokes and, and the soundtrack. Yeah, and yeah. they're watching Scream 2 in it. <laughs> the girls are watching Scream 2. Now that then, which leads to a whole question of Halloween is mentioned and exists in the Scream movies. So, but yet the Scream movies exist in Halloween. <laughs> so what are they watching? What are they talking about in, in Scream as opposed to, uh, as opposed to That's Halloween? Very... Is it, it's like in Last Action Hero where they go to the video store and Sylvester Stallone is in Terminator 2? Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> uh, Halloween's like a true crime movie, like Zodiac right. yeah. in, in, uh, in the, in the Scream, in that, in it, the Screamverse. And the script, which makes sense because Stab is such a big deal there. So maybe that is, it's like a, a thing. Yeah, they like, um, 
uh, horror movies based on real events. <laughs> so if we're you, giving if it, you, if we're giving it way too much, way more thought. We're giving it more thought than they ever did. That's for sure. Did. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's also one of those in my memory. H two O is there's it's a lot longer and there's a lot more in it. And it's oh, it's really, a brisk eighty six minutes. It's it's yeah, the it's the, you're in the third short. act with like twenty minutes to go. It's yeah, it it's not boring. You have Jamie Lee Curtis leading this movie, and she's obviously great, and therefore you're not relying on like trying to care about Michael Myers. Right, he's Which, just. Uh, which is crucial. I mean, I think that's that's the thing. I mean, and even like Josh Hartnett and the and Michelle Williams and his, you know, their group of friends are all likable people and you kind of want to see them live, which yeah. helps a lot. And Michael Myers is sort of just this feels more like he does in the first movie, even though his motivation is I'm going to kill my sister again. But that um, doesn't like you could take that element out of the movie and it would still work i think right it's like the sibling thing has only ever existed to justify why he gives a shit about jamie lee curtis at all why exactly why he does anything or why yeah why he tries to find her yeah exactly yeah you get um michael uh michael hates dogs but he loves vintage cars that's right (laughs) he's driving a nice like green muscle car at the beginning of this movie that he just has i don't know where he got it but he loves that, and then he steals that like weird, like, like, like Model T van looking thing from those the mom and the daughter at the rest stop. Oh right, yeah, like yeah, this weird, old, creepy. Like they're driving like the Dragula car. It's it's <laughs> it's so weird. It's like I think about it every time I watch this. I'm like, what is that car, and why does this mom, <laughs> this normal mom, have it? But yeah, this feels very much like this hits like like Halloween for this hits a lot of the cliches. Right. It hits a lot of the like how it's definitely also very actively homaging air quotes uh, moments from the first one. You have like Michelle Williams looking out the window in class. You have right. Michael falling off the like ledge, you know, all those beats get hit. And uh, it's like it is it feels like, again, feels less like a sequel and more like a greatest hits. And, yeah. And they very definitively ended it again. This like, he's dead at the end of this movie. Right. And so did it do well enough that they were just like, all right, we'll make, we'll haste. We'll make another one or. Well, you would think how that, but Halloween, how long, four yeah, how years. long was the gap? Four years. It Weird. did do well. It was a big success. And then Halloween resurrection didn't come out until 2002. That is weird. That's very strange. It's, it's very strange. Halloween Resurrection is, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, you right. have Buster Rhymes doing kung fu fighting Michael Myers. Oh God! Yikes! Yeah. It is funny that as a franchise, Halloween ping pongs between being like, well, we're we're gonna be like dumb fun, but we're also we're like classy. We're we're good. We're gonna get Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Like the original Halloween is like, I would call it the classiest slasher movie. It's not gory. It's pure suspense. It looks beautiful. So, you know, you have that, that, that poster with the pumpkin turning into the knife is iconic. It has this very, it comes from this, you know, yeah, I'd say pedigree is the word, Uh, but they just, they, they've been trying to replicate that forever and they just haven't been able to. Yeah, uh, yeah, and as as you said, it's just there's there's only so much gas in this tank that you can you can do. And yeah, but yeah, some great moments in H two O. Like it's one of those ones I remember, like the images from it when right. it came out. Her looking at Michael through the the window, through the the, the reflection. That yeah. sequence is one of the best in the franchise, in my opinion. When he, they're behind the gate and he's swiping his knife back and forth trying to get them, it's just such a well done set piece. And it's just yeah. really simple, but very effective. And then it's, you know, it shows Michael being crafty. Like, he's not Jason. He knows how to, you know, he's like, he can put two, one and two and three together. But it's, um, again, it's, this one's a, I, like, I'd say this is a really good movie. I really enjoy this movie. Well, and and it, it actually, it does feel like the third movie. Because I, when I first saw this, uh, I saw it on video. I rented it. Um, 
And then I bought it and I bought it uh, along with the VHS tapes of Halloween one and two. And it actually like you watch all three and it does feel like a little trilogy in a way. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it does a pretty good job of sort of closing a story. Yeah. Um, it's, it gives Laurie, it's the most arc Laurie gets in three movies is one, right. two and three. Right. Even and like, I'd say two is probably the weak link in there. Cause yeah. Like in that movie, there's never a moment where she finds out that's his that's her brother. Yes. Yeah. No one ever tells her. She's completely sidelined for most of Halloween. Right. Too. She's just kind of hanging out in the in the hospital. Yeah. I think I think Halloween two looms larger in my memory as a better movie than it. I don't think I've seen it since it's, I was a kid. It's not <laughs> bad. Like a teenager, but it's not bad, but it 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 has a lot of the shortcomings that the first one avoids. Right. It's got the kind of sleazier element like it's got more nudity it's got more overt gore there's one moment that's completely unrelated to the plot that's like a gore moment that i is just so like we're just it's a kid with a a bit into a candy and there's a razor in it and he's right yeah it's so out of nowhere in that movie and it it uh, it's like the one cringe moment for me in halloween too and it is trying to expand the mythology of the franchise to explain why Michael Myers is doing what he's doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Sam, when did you first see this one? Did you I saw uh, this see one it on cable or I think I rented it. I think uh, yeah. it was just this was during that phase in like middle school and high school when I was allowed to rent uh rated R movies and uh I would just yeah, I would rent like uh, this, I rented, you know, uh, the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. It was just like yeah. something I was like, oh, I'll watch Halloween H2O. I've never seen it. And it was good. You know, I rented that and then I got Resurrection from the library. And <laughs> that was that was interesting. But yeah, this one, I, I feel like this one's just always been around. There was never a period where it, it it came out and I remember it was like kind of a big deal. Like they pushed it up. They really marketed the movie. And then uh, it came out and it was good. And it was just something you like watched at some point. Yeah. It'd yeah. be on at a friend's house. Like it was like the Scream movies were the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, you watched Scream with a friend 650,000 times between 1996 <laughs> and like 2004. Oh, yeah. 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 100%. But, but yeah, I mean, I think we've nailed it. I think it's that, yeah, you can only get to three movies with Michael Myers before the franchise falls apart like the Blues Brothers car. Or you just have to start introducing some really bizarre elements, either different family members, if you're going to go that route, or or a weird cult, or like something along those lines. Or, you know, I don't know what Rob Zombie had planned for, I'm sure he had a Halloween 3 in his head. But... He did, but, but again, without, you know, spoiler, Michael, again, pretty definitively dead at the end of Halloween 2. So right, it's like, I mean, he does set it like he kind of does the end of Halloween four, but it's it's his director's cut is like all the characters are dead pretty much. Hmm. So okay, it's I, they were planning, I think, a Halloween three at one point, And I think uh, it was going to be in 3D. <laughs> and I think uh, Patrick Lucier was going to direct it because he'd done My Bloody Valentine. Right. And right. So it was during like the 3D craze. But I think nothing happened in the remake craze kind of petered out. Well, and then there was something, there were problems with the rights too. Didn't the yeah. Weinsteins like lose the rights or something like that? Yeah. Or, or, was, it, they, or was it just the implosion of Miramax? I think Miramax it was a bit of both. Slash, I think yeah. um, Dimension. Dimension, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, I wonder if the rights didn't go with the Weinsteins. They must have stayed, they might have stayed with Miramax. Oh, Maybe. Because yeah, the Weinsteins yeah. left Miramax and started the Weinstein Company. Um, yeah, I think it was just one of those things where, like, the franchise kind of went dormant. Yeah. And and in that time, also, um, uh, Mustafa Akkad died. That's right. He was killed yeah. in the, the terrorist bombing. Uh, so I think they just didn't know what to do with it. And then we entered the nostalgia era. <laughs> and they got John Carpenter to come back and they got Jamie Lee Curtis to come back again. And, you know, wisely again, they were like, oh, we got to start over. We got to start from scratch. Let's, let's clean the deck. And, you know, I think all their instincts were right for Halloween 2018. 
if you must make more Michael Myers movies, right. you kind of got to just flush the system. Yes. And yeah. I think their problems were they didn't want to keep the brother sister element. So they had to figure out a way to justify the movie's right. existence. And that's, that's where that's where all roads lead to madness with Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to your thoughts on Halloween kills, which yeah, is... I'm, I'm intrigued to watch it. Like I said, I didn't, you know, I didn't love Halloween 2018. I didn't hate it, but it was just, it just, I don't know something about it. Just I saw it twice in the theater because I thought like the first time I was just in a bad mood or something like that. But then I saw it the second time. And I was like, no, I just it just didn't click with me. So yeah, it's got know. some elements in it that I really like, like some stylistic choices. I mean, like, and it looks fucking great. Yeah, too. I no, mean, it looks so good. But it's it's um yeah, it 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 it, it looks like a real movie. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. Like it's yeah. I mean, it's David Gordon Green. He he's a yeah. very talented director who you know, and I, I know it's hard to make even a bad looking movie, but yeah, it's it 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 was if you're again, if you must keep making these movies, it was probably what the franchise needed. needed. Yeah. But it, there's there's just some really weird choices in Halloween kills. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, well, on that note, um, yeah, so we got one more week of the Hall- in the Halloween-verse with Halloween Kills, and then we're going to be moving on, uh, and I think we're going to probably have room to watch uh, just a fun movie, just pick one from the list before we do Spider-Man 3 and uh, The Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, so Ooh, those are exciting. Yeah. I think I have. I think I have my choice. I'd like to do RoboCop three. I I was genuinely hoping you'd say that. <laughs> and it's. I mean, it's it's a silly, fun movie. Yeah, it's 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 going to be painless. That's for sure. Yeah, it'll be painless. We we will be doing Ghostbusters Afterlife, but uh, at the moment, I do not feel comfortable going to a movie theater. So uh, yeah. we'll do Ghostbusters Afterlife at some point. Uh, yeah, we'll do, I also. I think, I had some of it aggressively spoiled for me today. Oh, good. So I have now, now I, I now will be more like, when is that part going to happen as I'm watching the movie? <laughs> but yes, we will get to Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife soon enough because we'll be doing that and the Paul Feig Ghostbusters because they're both, they're both soft reboots. Soft reboots. Sort of. And I, I guess know. technically uh, Ghostbusters Answer the Call takes place just in an alternate dimension, right? Yes. The, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the comics. The comics touch upon that uh, in, a, in a fun way. So so next next week is Halloween Kills, and then the week after that we'll do RoboCop 3, and then Spider-Man 3 and Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, and uh, to everyone... Uh, Please follow us on Twitter. We're at podcast part three. Uh, we don't have um, like a web page yet, but we'll uh, we'll be sure to post where you can l- listen, where you can subscribe. We'll get us up on iTunes and Stitcher and all uh, wherever podcasts are sold. As always, Will, it's it's a delight and a pleasure to be up into the wee hours of the morning talking about uh, just truly middling slasher sequels with you i can't Always wait to do fun. it because they constitute about a third of our master list of part <laughs> threes we have so many more to look forward to ah uh, yes it's, what a time to be alive <laughs> <laughs> what a time all right well until next time everyone i am sam charrington and i'm will Morey, and this has been podcast part three the part three podcast uh, never watch Halloween movies alone. It's much more fun with friends. And uh, definitely check out Halloween 6 if you haven't, because uh, it's got Paul Rudd in it, and that's fun. <laughs> but uh, have a great night, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.